to the Thesis Talks by OIE. Today I'm here with beautiful Vanessa, who will talk to us about her thesis. Welcome. Thank you, Lua. Hi, everyone. So I'm very excited about your thesis because I followed you a little bit, but could you tell us what you wrote about? Yes, of course. So I wrote about social entrepreneurship in Mexico and how, and how through social enterprises, uh, issues like poverty is being tackled in the country. Okay. So did you focus on like a specific industry or what was social entrepreneurship in which field? Yeah, so it was actually a big challenge uh, when I realized about it because I first I had the idea of giving the big picture about uh, social entrepreneurship in Mexico. So I focused on 10 different study cases from different industries and different sizes. So it was quite challenging to... So you had 10 cases? 10 cases, yes. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, and from all kind of industries, so it was something interesting. <laughs> so was it like a case analysis or was it... Did you go like in depth with every case or...? So it was case analysis. Okay. But uh, the thing is that I did not focus on one specific area. So it was like from different industries and also in the company level uh, analysis mm -hmm. not that in depth but I did not focus on one specific department or um, issue in specific so I got a lot of information about it so I know like you were personally motivated but could you tell what was your motivation for this thesis yes of course uh, so yeah I, I am from Mexico City and I came to Denmark because I was looking for uh, some skills to develop in order to become a social uh, an entrepreneur sorry so i was not sure about what kind of entrepreneur so we had in our oig class uh, like this program about social entrepreneurship and here i start like thinking about this possibility of doing business and having a social and environmental impact so i just took the thesis as an opportunity to research and to become more expert about the topic and yeah because it's something that just makes totally sense for me like to do business in with a different mindset and with a different kind of scoop so that was kind of my motivation for studying about that if you could give us more background is social entrepreneurship really big in mexico city or like i know mm -hmm. you're from mexico but why mexico city and why not like outside mexico city um, yeah, so I actually started with some cases of Mexico City, but none all of my companies that I research are from Mexico. Actually, Guadalajara is one of the hot spots for doing entrepreneurship in general, because it's not as big and messy as Mexico City or Monterrey. So they also have like this very familiar approach where it's easier to do business and it's like also well accepted by the community. So my companies were from Mexico City, Guadalajara and Monterrey, which are like three of the biggest cities from Mexico. But I can tell you that, okay, I was living in there for more than 20 years and I never heard about the concept of social entrepreneurship and working in companies and industry. And it is a concept that in my opinion, still super young and in a very early stage. And of what I was talking with the people, um, it, might have around five years from the moment that they start being recognized as as an official concept of social entrepreneurship. Before that, 
they were like some kind of cases about nonprofits and associations, but the concept itself of doing business while having a social and environmental impact in there started from five years from now. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who like started it or like how it came to be since it's only five years? Or was it inspired mm -hmm. from, uh, from abroad, from other countries? Yeah, so there are like some specific uh, figures of actors that are the initial the initiators in these regards. For example, Pixar, which is one of the people that I interview. Uh, so they totally say and that they are like the initiators in these regards in the restaurant industry because they started with this different approach of how to help people from the street to have another opportunity while working in a restaurant, which is uh, an official and a well uh, approved concept of working in Mexico. So there are like these specific um, kind of cases that start from more than five years ago and they continue since today, like working on this side and also like schools as a Tecnológico de Monterrey take these kind of cases to their own like uh, programs for develop the the subject in the schools so i think that is something that started with some specific cases and with the time some kind of events such as international social entrepreneurship summits are like helping into recognizing what is the situation in different countries and in this regards it was it happened like four or three years ago where uh yeah, where it was recognized that in Mexico, that in Mexico there are like a lot of associations, but not really social enterprises because they did not have like the right social businesses or how to make the business models in these regards. Okay. So it was this challenge, and it is something that it is also related with the how companies are legalized in Mexico because we don't have this hybrid model in where you can be both in where you can receive like some kind of supports and also being profitable. So sometimes it is a bit messy because you maybe you want to be a social enterprise, but you have like all these legal limitations in where you need to be within the legal frame and you are just limited with other kind of supports of or resources. And does these legal limitations still exist? Yes. Okay. So it hasn't changed. No, it hasn't changed. So are social enterprises mostly registered as normal businesses or associations? So what are doing the Mexicans, because we are like um, identified to be creative people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they don't limit their enterprises to only one um, option. So they do have a social association and a social enterprise. Ah, okay. And they just kind of fix with the, um, with the accounting and with the legal and with some legal um, consultancy, like how to make everything work. Okay. <laughs> because what I found out during the research and during the whole um, project, it is that when you're a social enterprise, you need to be like very creative and to don't depend only in one source of income. So sometimes you will sell directly to the customer or to, to the consumer, but maybe you will also be part of different programs and partnerships and to get like supports from different um, companies or associations. And when you don't have like that legal uh, constitution, you need to make it work with. 
So what were your findings or what were you like very interested at looking at when you did your research? Because you went back to Mexico, like you traveled to all three cities, correct? Yeah. I just came to the conclusion that I needed to took three different perspectives for my project. So there, they were only 10 companies. And of course, I could not like have a, a complete overview about what is going on in the country. But still, I decided to focus on the social impact that they were achieving. On the business uh, perspective, like how were they conducting like all the business in order to be profitable and the environment, because they are not only the companies that are working and getting the impact. There are also many other actors, call it school or government, that in this case is not positive, but it is also interesting to know that what other actors are helping or are not helping the development of the social field. So these were like my three lines of researching, uh, but at the end I actually came with one more uh, conclusion that it is not only these three lines, it is also the, the person like to dip into who is a social entrepreneur mm. and how they become social entrepreneurs and how can you retain them because maybe they started with all the motivation and with all the energy of doing one, one thing, but with all this contextual situation, how to make them continue in this really complicated path to one, be an entrepreneur, which is already complicated, and two, be a social entrepreneur. <laughs> and when you, I mean, of course you need to be profitable, which is also challenging, but you also have like all this culture around you that we are not completely ready to be like this kind of um, adventure of brave to do this kind of own businesses. So you are fighting against. <laughs> so what were you like specifically under all three? What did you find out specifically for Mexico for like social impact and the business and the, the ecosystem around it? Yeah. So it is very interesting because um, in our OIE program, we, we cover like different techniques and yeah, call it lean startup or design thinking or the human center approach, which is fully applicable to a social enterprise. So if you don't have like a good product, like the optimum product or service to a market, it doesn't matter that you are um, curing the cancer, you know? The market needs to have like this quality product in order to get you or to buy you. And in order to get with this product, you need to apply these kind of techniques, right? Like how to use the resources through an MVP to get the right product for the right, for the right market. So it was really interesting and also like um, nice for me to know that all this business part is fully applicable to a social enterprise. And something that I realized in this research is that they don't need it to be fully um, business profiles for the social entrepreneur. They can come from all kinds of fields and industries, but the important thing is to at some point get this kind of coach and training in order to know how to conduct their idea and how to prove that is worthy. And here it came other kind of actors, call it incubators or schools or coaching or all the others that are 
swimming within the same purpose of doing a social impact. And then from the social perspective, so all of them have like the best intentions and like all the good um, activities for doing an impact on the reality was that few of them were conducting specific tools for measure what they were achieving. Call it, if you are, um, I don't know, including like people from the street to the social inclusion, like how many people and how is their quality life, or if you are helping artisans, this was another case, like how is improving their life, or if you are offering uh, like better nutrition, how are you offering or how many people is being benefit from this new protein through the rabbit meat, for example. Mm -hmm. So they all have like the best intentions, but they really don't know how to conduct this social impact measurement. And the very few that were doing so are the ones that are scaling their solutions and their products. And how to learn that? So I I know that there are like just not many uh, literature in that regards, and it and it was also like very different between a B two B and a B two C. When it's a B two C, you have commonly a product already there, and you can kind of measure directly with the consumer or with the person who is benefit from your product or service. But when it is a B two B. I mean, how many uh, incubate, in, through your incubator, how many enterprises are you creating? Or how many people in their own companies are you impacting or changing their cultural organization? It is a different way of measuring. You covered business and social impact, and then you talked on third level more of like the society and the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. What were your specific findings there? Yes. Uh, so in here, I... I held myself using a theory about um, a pyramid, which is divided in the social, in the cultural, and in the material attributes. And in here, what I was just trying to do in these three different levels was to identify in each case, how the social entrepreneur and the social enterprise perceive like dif these different um, attributes or actors that are part of the social ecosystem and that were helping or not helping in the development and achievement of the of their cases so in here it was interesting to find um like some positive and not that positive facts on the positive side i can tell you that in many of the cases or actually in all of the cases these uh, entrepreneurs have like a really high degree of education and not necessarily within the social field so it was people like really well prepared in different fields and at some point they kind of felt the need of uh, getting more specialized within the social impact or social innovation and they did it through education and also through professional experience. So it was really interesting because in the beginning I could have imagined that all of these people went through a social program and it was not necessarily the case but they have like this hunger of knowing more or, and of getting a higher preparation in the academic field and learning more. And the engineer and also like from all the different fields, they kind of see 
the best of their own um, expertise in the different fields that they are right now conducting the social enterprises. And other factors that I found. <laughs> um, so it is something really, really important and relevant in Mexico, the social network. So it is a, a lot the case in there in where they get different resources and different opportunities through events, through people that they know from their uh, own circles, through their own families. Actually, in, in these specific cases, the families and friends represent a really important uh, motor for them, both from the social networking part and also for the funding part. So it was also, or it is something really relevant to take into account from the Mexican culture, the community, um, and how is like this close approach with different um, supporting systems. And so, and talking about funding, it was really, really interesting also to find out that they not necessarily need like the biggest investment in order to become a social enterprise. Actually, I really like this reflection about the founder of uh, Pixar because he was saying that the worst enemy of us, of an entrepreneur and specific a social entrepreneur is to get early funds when they don't really have proved their concept, one, and to develop the necessary skills to over the time, know how to manage and how to generate through their own business model. And he was fully right. So first, I mean, it is way more important to develop like all these tools and skills that you need in order to grow. Okay, first to prove and then to grow a company. And once that you already prove that your concept is something uh, that may work, then you move to another stage of looking for angel investors and I don't know, like all the different possibilities to scale your solution. So it was really nice to know that you don't necessarily need to be the rich person or the person with all the connections to get the funds, but it is more important like to have like this motivation and also the ability to continue fighting against all the many challenges that you will find in your path to become a social enterprise, like a real social enterprise. Yeah, but um, as a last thing, could you tell us about your own little baby social enterprise? Because <laughs> I know you are working on something if you would like to share what... Yes, yes, of course. So I had this class and I kind of get motivation about doing something related with my culture. And what I've been doing for the last year is to promote the artisans from Mexico. Okay, not a hundred percent, but I started with a, with a, let's say with a group of three, of three, of ten artisans from three different cities, um, promoting their different artistry in here in Denmark. So my main goal is to connect them at some point directly the artisan with the global market. The issue that they are experimenting is that they don't have, like during all the year, they kind of rely a lot of the on the holiday season when tourists are going to Mexico and buying in a fair price their products. 
So they are little by little losing this kind of interest in following with the artistry tradition in there and new generations don't want to spend 20 hours making a little craft just to get 10 pesos from it, which mm -hmm. is around three coronas. Yeah. So what I'm just trying to do is to open new markets to them so they can continue on the one hand with this tradition that we have since centuries and on the other hand to help them to have like a better income and a better quality life. So I've been doing this since last year. <laughs> what is the name of your baby? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mesa. So Vanessa, thank you so much for coming today all the way from work to join us and tell us about your thesis and very much good luck with Mexa going forward. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the time. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.